Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to episode number 33 of the Talking Blues podcast. I'm Josh, joined by my two co-hosts, Alex and Peter. We are here to recap another loss for Chelsea. Um, This one has been the worst of all, especially for the manager of the club, Frank Lampard, Chelsea legend. Not so much as a manager, though. Um, This is going to be a very aggressive episode towards Frank Lampard. So if you are a Frank Lampard fan as a player or as a manager... I would suggest listening with care or listen to an episode before this one because we will discuss the manager options that Chelsea could go, you know, go looking into um, and hopefully choose because uh, now I'm Frank Lampard out. I don't know about you guys. You know, we'll get into all of it in a little bit. But yeah, that, that's a warning that I have before we begin this episode. Um, once again, 2-0 loss uh, to Chelsea. And Didi had a goal. James Madison had a goal. Uh, and they won 2-0. Chelsea had no fight in this game. It was They lost by a better team, and I think even Mason Mount said in the press conference they were just not the better team on the pitch, which we kind of saw against Man City as well. Kai Havertz gets a yellow card. Hakeem Ziyech gets a yellow card. Mateo Kovacic gets a yellow card. Chelsea did control possession in this game. Um, they just controlled the shots on goal. Once again, Chelsea got a lot of fouls in there, like I said with the with the uh, yellow cards, and they they love the crosses. Big, big cross team, Chelsea is at least, and they were just able to, you know, come on the counterattack Leicester City, and they had a really good goal. Um, it's it just, it's tough. it was tough to watch. Uh, you know, Reese James is out of position uh, on one of them, and then you have Thiago Silva and Rudiger. Still don't know why he started Rudiger over Zuma. Why is he favoring him now? So it was a bad lineup going into this game. We were disagreeing about that. Just just, just before the game even started, we were already on the wrong hand of, the, of this game. Um, from the lineup that Frank put on the pitch, and then you, you see that it just done, it didn't work, um, whatever he did. Um, so that that's you know my opinions on the game. Quick thoughts so we can move on to Lampard stuff. If you guys have anything else to add, let me know. Um, basically, I agree with what you said. I don't know why Frank has basically benched Rudiger the entire season and suddenly decided to start him over Zuma the past two games, especially in a big game against Leicester. 
but we don't know. Maybe Zuma has a bit of an injury or something, and maybe but he was on the bench, so I'm not sure. So I don't even know. I mean, Silva and Rudiger clearly don't have good chemistry at all. They didn't communicate on on one of the goals. They they were caught caught out of position. James got cut out of position. I want to give him a pass for that because he hasn't played in a while and he's kind of a bit out of the loop, but I can't because he still should have been there. He's good enough that he should be there. Uh, I mean, basically everyone just didn't play well. I couldn't, I'd say the only person that had any form of playing well, the only person would be Mason Mount. And it's, I think I said it many times in the last episode or a few episodes ago. I don't remember which one it was. I think it was the last one. But Mason Mount has been our only consistently good attacking player and our only consistently good player in general. And I mean, it just shows again here. He basically, even he didn't do much, but I mean, without him, we would have literally had basically nothing at all. I mean, it's just bad. It's just bad. And I mean, I'll get to my stuff about Frank later when we're talking about it, but I can't, I mean, I don't know if it's the tactics, it's the, it's the formation or something, or it's just the players, like, the players just didn't look like they wanted to play, if that makes sense. They kind of just look, they look kind of like dazed. They didn't, they weren't like going 100%. Leicester outworked us and outplayed us. And we got people at a better team. We just need to do better. And I don't know. I I don't know what we, Frank needs to change. And I don't think the thing is, I don't think he can change it. I mean, he can change anything, but I don't think him as a manager can change anything. And it was just wasn't good enough. And I, I, we've, I've been saying that like every game for the past few weeks, it just hasn't been good enough. So I think we need some sort of change and I don't know what it's going to be, but we definitely need something. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot wrong with the performance. I mean, Peter went over it pretty well. Josh went over it pretty well, but you know, we weren't the better team at the end of the day. And, and respect to Leicester, they're a good team. And I want to give a quick shout out to James Madison. I thought, you know, I'm not sure if you guys listened to his post-match interview. And he was, it was probably the most honest, least robotic, I saw that on Twitter, least robotic uh, post-match interview I've ever seen. He he was actually very honest and really talked about how, you know, they were the better team on the day. And he just talked honestly um, and I, I really respect that because a lot of times they don't really tell you what they're thinking. And he definitely did. So uh, respect for that. But otherwise, they were completely uh, a better team than us throughout the game. We've made we made a couple mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but they also played a very solid game. And they're what now top of the table. So um, maybe we see 2016 all over again. I think this is actually a better team talent wise than that team was in 2016. Um, but you know, who knows? There's also some better talent on other teams as well. So it's going to be a tough one for them. It's going to definitely going to be a tough one for us. And on terms of, uh, in terms of Frank Lampard, I'm not Lampard out yet. Um, he, he needs time, right? We have to give him at least the season or at least here's the thing for me, if we're in serious danger of not getting top four and we're very close to it, then I think Lampard might need to go. But I think we have a couple more weeks before that happens. Um, and so if he can string a couple results together and maybe a big win somewhere, that would really boost the confidence of this team. I'm not Lampard out yet, but I think by the end of this month, you know, if we aren't 
seeing any improvement, I'd say, I, I think it's Lampard out. But yeah, it's going to be a tough road for him. And we know Roman Abramovich is not a patient man. Um, so it seems, you know, by now, uh, Frank Lampard would have been fired if he was any other manager, by the way. If he wasn't Frank Lampard, he would have been gone two weeks ago. Um, so that that's just one thing I would say. Maybe not two weeks ago, but he would definitely be gone already as we're talking. Um, but yeah, for me, you've got to be patient with him. He's a young manager, doesn't have much experience. Let's see what he can do um, to see if he can turn this around. If not, then maybe we have to look into some other options. All right, so now I do have like a little little thing here. We got five people on the sheet. We're going to name these people in order of how, you know, how I have them on the sheet. Uh, and then you guys will rank them one through five of who you want if these are name- these top five names were Chelsea's picks um, for who could be manager. We're going to start out with Brendan Rodgers. Um, where would you guys have Brendan Rodgers? For me, I'd say, I'd say he's middle of a pack. I mean, I'd have him higher, but I don't know if what he does with Leicester would work with us and our team. I mean, he's a really good manager. He obviously Leicester's having great success this season. I feel like that's part uh partly uh he should get praise for that. But I also don't think he would leave Leicester, especially considering that he's going down in the table. So I might have had him at two if he if I felt that he might actually leave to come to Chelsea, but I don't think he would because I think he likes Leicester and the side that they have, and I don't think he'd go down in the table. It's weird to say having going to Chelsea from Leicester is a downgrade, but I think in this case it is. So I have him at three. So for me, I've never been a big Brendan Rodgers fan when he was at Liverpool. I wasn't a big fan when he, you know, obviously moved then to Celtic, I believe. Um, and then he was there for a couple of years, and now he's obviously at Leicester. Never been a fan. Do I think he's going to come to Chelsea? Absolutely not. So I'm going to put him at number four out of five. Um, I- I'm not a fan of him at all. Um, I-, I think he's doing well with Leicester, but I think he's more of a small club guy. I'm not sure if he could handle the pressure at Chelsea. Um, and obviously he was at Liverpool, but he didn't you know, do too well there. So uh, I'm going to put him in the fourth spot. Next up is going to be Massimiliano. Allegri. Now we see this man coaching Italian football of recently the past two clubs being uh, Milan from 2010 to 2014 and recently Juventus from 2014 to 2019. Obviously split with the club at the end of last season. Um, You know, what's your thoughts on him now? He does not have a job, so maybe someone we can scoop up and he could be the manager for Chelsea. This one is, I'd say, is the toughest one for me because... Obviously, he had, I wouldn't say he had the greatest success with Juventus, but he did, he did have, he did have some success, but I mean, especially in the Syria, but I mean, I don't know if Juventus, especially with when he had Ronaldo is kind of expected, but I mean, I think he is a talented manager. I think, I think he's, I don't particularly know him and how he manages, I'm not that aware of it. But I feel like he's if he's had success there in Syria with a Juventus side that has talent, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know if you can really compare it to Chelsea, but both sides have ta- talent. And 
I think he could find a way to uh, make it work at Chelsea, but I don't know if I'd rather have him over some of the other options on the list. So I think I'm gonna go four on him, but it's more because I'm not that I'm not that versed in his management style, and I don't know particularly how he manages or how well he's actually done using his styles. More than it is, I think there might be, even though I do think there are better options, it's more just I'm not, I don't really know of him that much. It's an interesting one for sure. I, I never saw anything for me as a manager that he did super well. Obviously, he had a talented team. Um, they didn't win the Champions League with him. They didn't, um, you know, they won Serie A, but that's pretty much, I mean, not now, obviously, of course, but pretty much expected. Um, so... Yeah, I'm not. I've never been a fan. I don't know if I just don't think he's the best option out of these, you know, these eventual five. So I'm gonna put him at the fifth spot, um, or last spot because I'm I'm not a fan of what he would bring to Chelsea. I don't think he's. It, I don't I don't like his managerial style, and I don't think it would fit the players that Chelsea have. All right, I'm gonna do my best with this. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna try our best. So it's gonna be Ralph Hasenhutl. Peter does it better than me, I think. But um, obviously, we know him from his playing days um, in the Bundesliga, and obviously coached there as well um, at RP Leipzig, uh, or RB Leipzig from 2016 to 2018. Now he's a manager of Southampton since 2018. You know, hasn't done obviously a great job with Southampton. So he is. If I was doing this, he would not be a top five for me. Uh, you know, if, if we were looking into like a top five, he wouldn't be in the top five, but he is in this top five. So where would you guys rank him? I mean, I'm, I think I, I'd put him at five because I think, I mean, I think that just everyone else on the list is better. I think I can arguably put him at four, but I don't know. I feel like Max Allegri probably has more promise than him. So I think five is a good spot. Although I wouldn't be, it's not like I wouldn't be opposed to him. I think someone getting someone from the Bundesliga is going to be really key because I think having someone that has really seen how players have played in the Bundesliga could really help Kai Havertz and Timo Werner get back to how they were in the Bundesliga and start picking up form and start earning their price tag. But I do think... Everyone else on the list is a more talented manager, so I think I just have to have him at five. But I could, I could, I said it earlier, I could see him at four, but I can't see him top three. So I'm gonna put him at three. I know Peter just said he can't put him at three, but I'm gonna put him at three. Um, I, I don't have any particular strong opinions. I've always, you know, enjoyed watching Southampton. I think they're a solid team, and they, they would, it would make our team. Chelsea enjoyable to watch I'm not sure if he's the best fit I don't think he's the best fit but then again I don't think Allegri or Rodgers are either um so I'm gonna put him at three just because why not try something new those two guys have been kind of around for a while Brendan Rodgers you know probably is three but I don't think he's gonna come hence why I put him at four um so I'll put uh Hasenhutl if that's how you say it Peter Peter does an amazing rendition of his name but yeah, I'm going to put him at three um, for this list. Now to the uh, current manager of RB Leipzig. That is going to be, let's see, Julian Nagelsmann. 
Um, obviously, he has played as well, um, but now he is the manager of RB Leipzig, who replaced um, Hasenhutl. So what, how do you guys rank him? Where do you put him in your list? For me, this was an easy number one. I get that some people might say that we don't want another young coach. We want someone that's more experienced that can come in and has experience and can arguably fix it, fix the team better than perhaps Nagelsmann could. But he is, in my opinion, the most talented coach out of all of them already. And he's young and he is the Leipzig coach, which would definitely help Timo Werner and most likely would help Kai Havertz because he'd understand what he needs to do tactically to to uh, bring out the best in them. And I think he'd also be a good fit to bring out the best in all of our young players. I don't know, like Reese James, definitely Mason Mountwood, Billy Gilmore, I think he'd give a shot to. I think I was, that, it might help Billy Gilmore too. And I think I think he's just really talented. And I think if soon other clubs are going to come for him. So if we're looking to pick up a young manager that is already talented and can argue, help us with most of our players in a few years, I think other big clubs are going to come calling. And maybe it's better to pick him up now before when it's basically just us looking at him. I don't know if he wants to leave Leipzig. He probably likes it there. But, I mean, having Timo Werner, maybe he wants to get reunited with his old striker. And I mean, I definitely think he's the number one. I think he's the most talented there. And I really do hope we sign him, like we sign him as our manager. I just think he's by far the best fit and the best manager on the list. Yeah, I have him at number one also. Young manager, but does have more experience, um, you know, coaching a big club than Frank Lampard. So, um, or at least better experience, I would say. Um, and, and yeah, I, I I have him at number one. It would be nice to get someone who's young, but has a plan and actually has a tactical scheme that he can put into place here at Chelsea. Frank Lampard doesn't have that right now. So I'll put uh, Nagelsmann at number one. All right, so the last one is going to be Thomas Tuchel. We obviously saw him um, you know, as Borussia Dortmund, um, as the manager there from 2015 to 2017, and obviously PSG, which is the big one, um, from 2018 to 2020. Debatable that they could be one of the best teams, if not the best team, um, you know, soccer club in the world. So this is a big manager. He did get sacked, though. So, you know, what are your thoughts on him? This is... I know I did say Max Allegri is the toughest, but I think this one is the toughest because I have him at two, but he easily could be a five because I think it's tough because he had Mbappe and Neymar in a league where it's arguably, no, it is by far, in my opinion, the least competitive of the big, of the top five leagues. And so... He did have success there, I mean, as he should, with the talent he has in that league. And I mean, I feel like that might have hid some of his talents, like, in a a bad way, I mean. Like, he might, I don't think he is as good of a manager as he may have looked. Then again, obviously, last year he did go to the final, uh, lost to Bayern, but did compete with them. But... I don't know. I have him at two. I think he is a good manager. Obviously, like I said earlier, I want someone from the Bundesliga, which can help with Kai Havertz and Timo Werner. He does check that category, but I 
I think he's talented. I think he has a good coach. I think he has a good uh, good strategy. I'm sure Thiago Silva, obviously, playing for PSG under him, probably can tell Roman or the board uh, his opinions on him, which might help either sway them for or against him. But it probably helps that we have him because he might help say, um, share his thoughts on him, if he's a good manager or not, if he could come in and fix it. But I just think he's talented, but... I don't know if we've actually seen how good of a manager he is, especially recently, just because Ligue, uh, Ligue 1 is not, the, is not a competitive league. And he did struggle a bit, even with, even with all the talent he had. And that's obviously why he got sacked. So, I mean, I really don't know. But I think I have him at two over, every, over everyone except for Nagelsmann. But he easily could be any number on this list. But it's just... Hard to tell based on where he's managed. So I'm going to put Tuchel at two as well. I, I'm going to look more back at what he did at Dortmund. He did a very good job at Dortmund. Um, obviously the predecessor to Jurgen Klopp after he went to Liverpool. Um, or after he got, what was it, fired and then went to Liverpool. Um, so it, uh, I, I like him. I'm not sure, again, like Peter said, it's a difficult one for sure. Because we don't really know. Are we going to see the Dortmund version of him or the PSG version of him? Um, so that's what we'll kind of have to see. He'd definitely be risky, even though he's well-established, but I think he would be one of the more risky ones um, to hire. But yeah, that that's uh, I guess that's the end of this list part of our managers. I'm Lampard in for now. Josh just said he was Lampard out. I know Peter last time said if we lost, he's Lampard out. So I guess he's Lampard out now. We'll see what happens, but what does Roman Abramovich think? That's what the real question is. He Lampard in or Lampard out? Maybe this next game against Luton Town will be a decider for that. Um, and I guess we'll get into that. Josh, do you uh, have anything about Luton or you know this exciting? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So just uh, just real quick, if you guys had to choose off the list one manager, who would it be? I'm guessing it would be it would actually be. Um, Nagelsmann, but I don't know. Oh, 100% Nagelsmann. 100%. I think I said it earlier. I think he's the most talented. He's also young and he can get even better as a manager. Bundesliga, which checked one of the major boxes for me, can help Timo Werner, especially because he already he was so successful under him. Yeah, Nagelsmann, 100%. And as Alex said earlier, I did say that if we lost this game, that I would be Lampard out. And I think I am. Lampard out, and I think it's going to come down to I, the game on February 3rd against Spurs. We have a game against Luton, Wolves, and I think Burnley, and then Tottenham. And those three games are going to be the deciding factor of Frank Lampard's future at Chelsea. So it's going to it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I had him number one on my list, and I'm going to have him number one if I was bringing him in. Um, yeah, I'll go Nagelsmann as well. All right, so the top fives, here we go. It's going to be Alex. He had Nagelsmann one, Tuchel two, uh, Hassan Hutel three, Rogers four, and then Allegri five. Peter had uh, Nagelsmann one as well, Tuchel two as well, and then the three through five get a little different. Rogers, then Allegri at four, and then Hassan Hutel at five once again. Um, yeah, so I have like just some few quick notes here uh, about Town. Um, this is going to be the first meeting between Chelsea and Luton Town since April 1994 when the Blues beat them 2-0 in the FA Cup 
semifinal to reach their first final since 1970. Uh, Loon has been eliminated from seven of their last eight FA Cup ties against Premier League opponents, beating Norwich as a non-league side in January of 2013. And finally, Chelsea has uh, progressed from 51 of their 53 last FA Cup ties against sides lower from a lower division, losing against Barnsley in March 2008 and Bradford in January of 2015. Obviously, we faced Barnsley this year where Kai Havertz had a hat trick. Um, haven't seen that in a while. Um, all right, so... In the EFL Championship, uh, Loon Town is, is number 12 in that. They are tied in points with uh, yeah, Blackburn. And then for Chelsea, they are sitting now in 8th in the Premier League with 29 points, obviously tied uh, with Southampton, who we already talked about <laughs> a little bit earlier. So um, this game is going to be FA Cup once again, round 4 Sunday. At 7 a.m. for us here in Eastern Standard Time, we're going to be up to uh, we're going to have to be waking up early for this game. Not going to be fun. Um, that's obviously going to be 12 p.m. for all you British viewers. So an early game for you guys. Uh, so let's go straight to my lineup. I'm going to have a little bit different uh, lineup wise. Obviously, 4-3-3. Frank's favorite. He's going to have to win this game if he wants to stay in a job. Goalkeeper is going to be Keppa, which is not going to help him out. And then my wingbacks is going to be on the left side, Emerson, and then on the right side, Asby. I think both Reese James and Ben Chill will get a rest. Uh, I agree. Um, actually, I actually think Mendy will start because I don't think, I don't think Frank is going to want to take the risk with his job. So uh, in peril, I think it's going to be Mendy. I do think he will give Reese James a rest, though. Obviously, coming back from injury, I think Asby will start there. I do think Chilwa will start, though, because, like I said, Frank's job is basically hanging in the balance, and I think he needs as many good players starting this game uh, as possible. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Kepa and goal, um, and I'm going to have Aspi and Chilwell as our starting fullbacks. Reese James obviously had a little mistake there against Leicester. He's not fully healthy. He just came back from injury. Give him a rest. Get Aspi in there, um, and hopefully he'll do a good job. Moving on to the center backs, um, I'm going to have Zuma and Rudiger. I think Silva gets a rest here. Um, and, you know, Rudiger didn't play super well against Leicester, but whatever. Um, he's better than Christensen, and uh, Zuma will come back into the starting lineup at center back as well. Yeah, I keep on saying fullback. I mean, I keep on saying wingbacks when I mean fullback. So, yes, two fullbacks for me um, are going to be Emerson and Asby. And then, Alex, I agree with you. For some reason, Frank likes Rudiger recently. So, you know, whatever Frank likes starts. And it's going to be Rudiger and Zuma at my two center back positions. I'll say it again. I do think that Frank needs to play the best players possible to keep his job, even though it is a game against the championship side. So I think Silva and Zuma should play. I don't know why Frank would play Rudiger in three straight games, even even if uh, he was just giving Zuma a rest. I don't, and then he's giving Silva a rest this game. I don't know why he would do it, especially after bad performance. So I think it has to be Silva and Zuma in the back. Christensen's even worse, so I just I I think it has to be Silva and Zuma. Maybe maybe if Tamori's loan move isn't agreed and he hasn't left yet, maybe Tamori could slot in there and see how he plays. But I think it's going to be Silva and Zuma. Then moving on to the midfield, I think holding midfielder, we 
obviously Conte is dealing with sort of an injury, which kept him, kept him out of the Leicester City game. So we're not, and I don't think there's been many updates about it. So as of recording, I don't really know if he's going to start. So I'm going to assume, I don't have him in my lineup, but I'm going to assume he isn't going to. So I'm going to have in the middle, Gilmore, Mountainous Havertz. Gilmore is kind of holding, and then Mountain Havertz has two kind of attacking. So I'm going to have uh, Jorginho in that holding midfield role. Yes, he's not very good, but against a team of lower uh, quality of us, I think he'll tear them apart with his passing ability. Billy Gilmore and Kai Havertz will be in the midfield as well, um, and I, I like that trio there uh, for this weekend. Yeah, um, I completely agree with you, Alex. Uh, this is not pre-planned. It just happens to be this way. But yeah, holding midfield is going to be Jorginho, even though I don't like him. Billy Gilmore, I want him to get a start. And please, I'd rather start Kai Havertz than Timo Werner, to be honest, because Werner has just been bad um, you know, with the ball recently. And Havertz, I just, I don't know. I, I, I like him more right now, especially if we're going to be able to play him at the win, uh, a midfield role and not you know on the wing. And then my top three is going to be Pulisic on the left side, Ziyech on the right side, I think he starts, and then Stryker is going to be Olivier Giroud. Um, we obviously are doing this on Wednesday, so it's a little bit early for, for these lineups, but I don't know exactly where where uh, Frank um, where Frank ranks the Strikers, but I think for now, since he started Abraham recently, he'll start Giroud in this game. Uh, for me, I think... I agree with you that I think it's going to be Pulisic on the left, Ziyech on the right. But up top, I it could be any of the three, really. Um, I, would, I think maybe Werner will start. I mean, I really have no idea, but Abraham started the last game. Giroud, I think, may have had a minor injury, which kept him out, I think, if I remember correctly. So who knows? He might not be 100%. So I think Werner will start. Hopefully him and Kai link up again. They both play well. Maybe he scores a goal again and then can finally do something in the Premier League the next game. Who knows? It really could be any of the three strikers, but I think it's going to be Timo Werner. So on the left, I'm going to go with Callum Hudson-Odoi. Up the middle, I'm going to go Timo Werner. And on the right, I'm going to go Hakeem Ziyech. Um, And that's my front three. I think Pulisic gets a rest. um, And I think Callum Hudson-Odoi. See what he can do on the left-hand side this time. And Timo Werner obviously gets his start up front. Um, and that is my lineup and all of our lineups. And now we'll go to the score predictions. Um, and I am going to go for a 2-1 Chelsea win. Kepa can't keep a clean sheet. I know he said lot. We he gave he uh, kept one last time. It's not going to happen twice in a row. 2-1 Chelsea, one goal for Werner, one goal for... Kurt Zuma. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. I I mean, it's a championship side, so I want to say we'd win kind of convincingly. But I have no idea at this point. Our performance has been so inconsistent that it we genuinely might lose this game. But I think we'll win. I think it'll be a 1-0 win. We really haven't been that good going forward. And I, but I do think having, at least in my lineup, our pretty much best defense out there will let us keep a clean sheet. And But going forward, 
I don't know if we can even score more than one or two, but I think it's going to be a one no win. Hopefully it's more. Hopefully I'm just being kind of being a downer, but I really don't know anymore. Yeah, I have Kepa giving up a goal, so I'm going to go 3-1 win for Chelsea. Hopefully, please turn it around. I really hope they turn it around. Go follow us on Twitter at TalkingBluesPod. Alex will give you game updates and new episode tweets as well. So you know every time we release an episode, episode comes out at least once a week. So keep listening every week for Chelsea content twice a week if there are multiple matches during the week. Uh, And that's how it works. Obviously, this one's coming out a little earlier um, because of the Luton Town game, and we wanted to recap the Leicester City game. Wherever you're listening, please subscribe, drop a five-star rating, and review an Apple podcast. Share with one friend, share with friends and family, and be sure to share on your social medias, especially Twitter. Tag us at Talking Blues Pod because that's the only social media platform that we have. So we'd really appreciate it if you would do it on there. And um, that's going to be it for this episode of Talking Blues. We really hope you enjoyed it. Episode 33 is over right now. to the all 80s movies podcast i'm bill and i'm jason and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters the flops and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies the 1980s so whether you're a brain a jock a valley girl or a jedi we've got some 80s classics for you do these movies stand the test of time are we discovering something new is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.